your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, today I am joined by Trey Matthews, host of Locked On New Jersey Devils in the first of three back-to-back-to-back crossovers here on Locked On Hurricanes. How are you doing today, Matt? I am doing great. Uh, It's been a while since we've done a crossover. I think it's been a few months. Yeah, it's been a hot, hot minute. Um, But jumping on into things... um, both the Hurricanes and the Devils have dealt with similar situations this season. Uh, we just got back from a COVID break, and y'all are on one right now. Um, so big thing is, how are the Devils handling all that stuff? Uh, well, it, 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 it's just gotten from bad to worse because now we have three new players that are on the protocol list. So Bastion, Gusev, and Sharon Govich. So uh, that's 17 now on the list. That's essentially our whole roster. So at this point, it's uh, who's uh, not on the list. Holy shit. That is wild. Uh, ours, it was just five at the time. We had Jordan Stahl, Jordan Martinuk, Jacob Slavin, Morton Fogel, and Tavo, Tavo Teravine. Excuse me. I choked on my own tongue there. Um, but yeah, that's insane. I know you guys had games postponed through, I believe, Monday of next week. I believe uh, it was Saturday, but it could get extended if more players aren't coming off the list. But uh, that's not confirmed. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, now, how do you feel the Devils will be able to bounce back from this? I know the Devils aren't necessarily the best team in the league or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, I was worried with the Hurricanes of that super long break that they had um in between games how they would handle that coming back and then the guys that just came back the other night how they would return um how do you think the devils will handle that whenever the time comes you see it's funny that you mentioned that because i think the devils are really underrated and uh here's why it's because they're so adaptable i i've said this so many times in my show that I've lost count of how many times I've said it, and I'm sure my listeners are tired of me saying it, but it's so true. It's because uh, uh, we've been behind the eight ball since the get-go. So um, uh, obviously we had Corey Crawford's sudden retirement, so that would uh, move Scott Wedgwood up to the second-string goalie until Aaron Dell comes off that list as well. Um, So so there we go. Before the season even starts, we're already down a man. Uh, Heizer still has not played in a game yet. Uh, Votnin still has not played in a game yet. Brock just came back and uh, he's, he's coming out aggressive. So I'll give him that. Uh, Paul Mary still hasn't gotten it going yet. Uh, but, you know, here's some players who have gotten it going. So Mackenzie Blackwood has gotten it going. So mm-hmm. uh, not much of a hot take anymore because people are starting to agree with me. But I say if the Devils finish in a respectable position, then Mackenzie Blackwood has a chance at the uh, Vesna trophy. Uh, to actually win it and not actually be in consideration, but to actually take it home. Because let's let's face it, goaltending this year has been atrocious uh, across all the boards of the NHL. It's mostly been who uh, outshoot who outshoots whom at this point. So um, also Ty Smith. Ty Smith has been doing really well, and it's going under the radar. Like look at the amount of points he's been uh, putting up already. And uh, he had a streak of like uh, five games in which he put up a point in his first NHL 
um, in his first few NHL games. And he was uh, one of few players to actually do so, one of few defensemen to actually do so. He's the first New Jersey Devils defenseman to do so. But um, uh, Merrick Zalicki is the uh, longest tenured one at, at, at six games. And unfortunately, Ty Smith just missed him. But like I said, if the Devils finish in a respectable position, I believe you have someone who's in the consideration for the Calder Memorial Trophy, and then you got someone who could potentially win the Vesna Trophy. So uh, I think we're very, very uh, underrated because we're in the middle of the pack right now, and we've held our ground. Once we get our penalty kill, uh, you know, set up, I think we'll be just fine. Yeah, I I hear that. Um, you mentioned Corey Crawford. Um, it really took me by surprise of him just suddenly retiring. It took my dad by surprise as well. My dad's, you know, a big Blackhawks fan. So he was obviously bummed when Crawford left. Uh, and then when he retired. Um, now, I never saw any details come out on it. But, you know, you're more involved with that organization. Have you heard anything at all, whether it be a rumor or anything? Your guess is just as good as mine. There's so many uh, factors that come into play. One, uh, this was probably going to be Corey Crawford's last stop anyway before he retired. He was mm-hmm. signed to a, originally a two-year deal. So after those two years are up, it was most likely that he was going to retire. But uh, either way, Mackenzie Blackwood was going to get the nod as our starting goaltender. And then, um, uh, you know, he was one of the first NHL players to test positive for COVID. So, you know, maybe that played a factor. Maybe he just didn't feel comfortable coming back under the circumstances. Uh, I believe he had a drug problem a few years ago, and maybe that's coming back to haunt him. Also, recently, he's had two concussions and um, uh, in, in two consecutive years. And uh, I'm no doctor, but this is a fact. Uh, your second concussion is always worse than your first one. Yeah, I've had concussions in the past myself. They're not fun. Um, so... You also mentioned Sammy Votnin, and yeah, that's something we share as you know Hurricanes and Devils fans, because uh, we picked Votnin up at the trade deadline and uh, as a rental, and he didn't play for us until we got into the bubble, um, and then he was UFA after the season, um, and then he didn't get picked up for a very long time, and now he's back with New Jersey. Um, so, what were your thoughts of one him leaving and then him coming back? Uh, my thought was him coming back is actually can, can actually provide some impact a little bit because, uh, as you know, he can get a lot of assists so he can help pass the puck around a little bit. And he adds some much needed depth to our defense, which quite honestly, in my, uh, humble opinion, hasn't been up to par right now because, you know, uh, we're, we're, we have one of the lowest, uh, goals against averages in the entire league. Uh, I haven't looked at that in a while, but uh, last time I checked, which was a few games ago, we were at, we were at in the eighth position, but um, uh, that's mostly because our defense allows so many shots on goal and we just have good goaltending. So uh, for Sammy Votnin, he can add some much needed depth to our, to our roster. So um, just, just him coming back and just uh, he's already played a few games with the, or a few years, excuse me, with the New Jersey Devils. So, uh, like Miles Wood, uh, I believe that he's underrated due to the fact that in recent years, his plus minus hasn't been really good because uh, in the 2019-2020 season, he had a plus minus a negative 12. And then the year before that, it was negative 17. So, you know, when he's out there, um, you know, he's allowed like 17, 17 goals and, you know, 12 goals. So, you know, uh, 
obviously there's more logistics to that, but math was not mm -hmm. my strongest suit. So I don't have time to, you know, you know, mathematically uh, determine it, but um, either way, I, I believe like Miles would, if he just, um, if his unit can just do better and his uh, offensive forwards can do better as well. I think, um, I think that's a solid pickup. And like I said, it's just temporarily, it's just a one-year deal. So, but either way we need some depth to our roster. Yeah, he definitely played well for the Hurricanes in the few games that he did play for us. Um, you know, I saw it on Twitter, you know, a while back, you know, whenever he did sign with New Jersey, you know, he'll just kind of for the Hurricanes go down as like a trivia question uh, kind of deal for the Hurricanes, you know, who played the least amount of games in the playoffs, whatever. Uh, I forget what it was exactly that the person said, but um, but he did play well for us. Um if you need to know the answer, he played seven games for the uh, for the Hurricanes last season, in which he had three assists and a plus minus a negative one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, I remember uh, specifically in that sequence against, I think it was no, it was still New York um, in the qualifying round. Uh, that really amazing save sequence that James Reimer had, um, and you had all the Hurricanes players right there in front of the goal, just stopping the puck. And that was great. That was a really good highlight for him with us. Um, now, here's a really important question for you, Matt, or Trey, I almost called you Matt. Um, are you ready for some football? Because the big game is this weekend. Um, so who do you have? It's a tough one because I've only bet against Tom Brady once, and that's when he was playing the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. That was because, uh, you know, I was living in Philadelphia and I really wanted to go to the Super Bowl parade, and I ended mm -hmm. up going, and it was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, you got Mahomes. Uh, you know, can he go back to back, or could Tom Brady just add to his list of rings? Um, obviously, you got Hill. So, and, and Hill helped me a lot in fantasy. So. At one point, I think he put up like 40 something points in just like what uh, the first first quarter. So um, it, it, it's really difficult to say because uh, it's a it's a game of talent, which is the Chiefs or a game of knowledge, which is the Bucks. And I don't know. I, I, I'm i a little conflicted because I if, if I know one thing about betting against, um, you know, older uh, guys like um like Tom Brady who, who who've went won before in the past. And, you know, same can be said for like people like LeBron James in the NBA. It's just like, you never want to bet against those guys because it's just like, um, it, it's just like they could prove you wrong with a snap of the finger. But then again, you do got Mahomes and he's been uh, one of, if not the best QB in uh football, the, the last couple of seasons, he, he really has lived up to the hype. Um, Oh man, I, I really have, you, you're putting me on the spot here, Jared, because I really don't know. I have not made my decision yet. That's well, I'll tell you what, there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. So sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. We, of course, just talked about the Super Bowl. I'm conflicted on who I want to win. I had Kansas City picked at the beginning of the year, um, but being a lifelong Patriots fan, you know, you know, I still want to see Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski do well. So, eh, you know, I'm kind of on the fence. And then, of course, there's a bunch of college basketball and NHL games, minus the Devils. But 
whole bunch of stuff going on. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore and get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code of locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your sports book experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business sign up for a free account and use the promo code locked on for your sign up bonus i saw that live read coming a mile away <laughs> and one other thing you can also see from a mile away um, is locked on today get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new locked on today podcast peter bukowski hosts locked on today a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast, which I'm assuming is where you're listening to this one. <laughs> uh, now, one thing uh, the Hurricanes have going on right now is a lot of injuries. Um we had a game the other day. Uh, it was the first game against Dallas. Um, you had Peter Mrazek go down within, I believe, like the first three minutes uh, with an injured. They said an upper body injury, but his thumb was very broken. Um, in my unprofessional medical opinion, thumbs aren't supposed to look like that. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to picture it. Yeah, they don't bend that way. Uh, but he did have to undergo surgery today. Um, so it'd be likely it'd be about a month or so before he would come back um, for some recovery from the surgery. Um, there's obviously been no word on Max McCormick of when he'd be back. Um, you still have Jesper Faust out. Um, but Brock McGinn and Jake Beam were obviously able to stay in the game, which is absolutely great um, because both of those guys have been playing pretty well for the Hurricanes. Um now, another person that I personally have felt there has stepped up for the Hurricanes uh, is Vincent Trocek, another guy that we picked up at the trade deadline. Um, he's been playing amazing. You also have our captain, Jordan Stahl. He's really uh, played well this season. He's obviously had some criticism uh, the past few years. Why can't, um, he, why can't Mark be like his brother? <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's played well this year. Um, and of course, you know, the future superstar of the league, Andrei Sveshnikov has been playing great. Um, now you mentioned, uh, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood, you know, potentially being in the running for, uh, Vesna trophy. Um, you know, I mentioned some players that have impressed me so far this year. I know you, uh, said a few at the top of the episode, but who are some more that have really impressed you with, uh, their play this year so far? One one goalie that I really wanted to see, um, or or let, let me rephrase that, uh, I really wanted to see Mackenzie Blackwood go up against uh, Carter Hart of the uh, Flyers, because um, it it would it, it would have been a battle of young goaltenders versus young goaltenders because you know Hart is twenty two and um, yes he's had some struggles this year, but uh, obviously he's four and two with a goals against average of three point three three, but. I think like Mackenzie Blackwood, I think um, he, he he can be deemed as I'm going to do a hot take underrated because, you know, just I guess he's not really getting the defensive help he needs, because uh, if you recall last season, uh, he had a goals against average of two point four two 
with a, with a win-loss record of 24 and 13. So um, I, I really wanted to see Carter Hart uh, take on Mackenzie Blackwood, but obviously since Mackenzie Blackwood was on the COVID protocol list, um, it didn't, it, it wasn't meant to be. And well, it'll happen some point this year. Cause like I said, we're basically just playing uh, our, our division rivals because like to get the NHL split it up into um, different parts. So uh, yeah, that's one goaltender that I kind of had in mind, but like I said, at the top of the show, and you know, I, maybe you can vouch for me, goaltending has been atrocious across the league. Cause I'm seeing a lot of scores. So I'm just like, whoa 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 because like nolan bianchi he, he just uh put in the group message like um the the red wings let up like three goals within five minutes yeah the score is currently five to one with a little over 17 minutes left in the third see right there like you, you see what i'm saying so um you know obviously when you have to win like an award usually the narrative is everything so like if you don't if you put up good numbers but you don't really have a certain narrative you're not going to win it. But um, yeah, I, I, I'd say that um, Carter Hart is someone I had my eye on because I just think, uh, or especially against the Devils, he played exceptionally well. And I just think uh, he, and like the girls of Locked On Flyers told me, I think uh, he can only go up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know for the Hurricanes, goaltending was pretty solid uh, before Peter went out, which James Reimer, you know, he's been playing really, really well. Um, he looked great in, uh, the shut in the shootouts, I almost said shutouts, um, between the stars and the Blackhawks. He looked really good there. Um, but one for me is Alex Nadelkovich, uh, now stepping in as the number two, where at he's been really good at the AHL level, but when he has played in the NHL, he hasn't really impressed me. I feel the same way about Scott Wedgwood because like Scott Wedgwood won a championship with the Tampa Bay lightning just last season. But for the most part, he's been a career minor leaguer. The last, uh, the prior to uh, having to play backup for Mackenzie Blackwood due to COVID the last times Wedgwood played in the NHL was almost three years ago. So um, the thing is, I feel the same way, but you know, just, I, I said, this is going to happen again where, you know, one of our key guys is going to have to go on COVID protocol and, uh, the one thing that concerns me, and maybe you can vouch for me again on this, like Mackenzie Blackwood missed, um, he missed about six games. So he missed the Islander series. So that's two games right there. He missed the Flyer series. That's two games. Um, he missed uh, the Sabre series. That's another two games. And he most likely would have missed the series against the Penguins and also the lone game we had against the Rangers this week. So that was potentially seven games he was going to miss. So, you know, it's really hard in this day and age just to get some solid goaltending because like, you know, uh, for, for your forwards or your defensemen, it's a little easier to replace them because it's just a shuffle the lineup for your, for your goaltender. It, it, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah, I definitely understand that for sure. Um, what was I going to say? I totally had another question. Uh, oh, okay. I remember what it was. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Devils being in the middle of the pack right now in the Eastern Division, I believe it's called this year. Um, but I call it Eastern Division sometimes when, you know, because it flows off the tongue better. So, like, let's look at the standings out in the Eastern Division. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned the Devils being the East, their new division. Um, and the Hurricanes are currently setting at the top of the new Central Division. Um, so, they're benefiting really well from uh, the new division. Um, do you think in the long run this – year will help the devils um as far as standings you know, and their opponents um what do you think they'll end up at the end of the year 
I said, if all goes right, like all has to go right, as in consistency and players stepping up, which has been happening so far, I'll give them credit, but it's still pretty early. I said, if all goes well, they can finish in fifth, which is right in the middle, right in the mm-hmm. middle of the pack. Or if they get lucky and a team starts to slip a little bit, they can get into that fourth position and then get into the playoffs. But all has to go right. So They're very middle uh, of the pack team yeah, at best. So like, so, like, obviously I said the Flyers, Capitals, and Bruins, they'll finish atop of us. Uh, I also said most likely the Penguins, even though the Penguins were projected to not do so well. I was really looking forward to this week's matchup against the Penguins because that really could have been key for us to get some more leverage just to move up. But I said the teams that they can finish above are the Islanders, Sabres, and Rangers. The, mm-hmm. And and right now it's my, my theory is being proven correct because the Devils sit uh, right now currently at fifth and ahead of them are the Flyers, Capitals, Bruins, Penguins, below them, Sabres, Islanders, and Rangers. So that's those were I, – I didn't put it in any particular order. I just said Devils finish in fifth, and the other teams, they'll finish above them. I don't know where. I don't care where. But um, they'll finish above them, and these teams, like I said, don't know where, and I don't care, but we'll finish below. <laughs> right. Yeah, my theory has been uh, proven – uh, correct so far as well now that the Hurricanes started playing again because yeah. at the beginning of the season I said they'd be probably a top three team in the division um, and right now like I said they're sitting in the number one spot um, so they're really rolling along I have a question for you mm-hmm. so obviously you guys are in the central division yes um, and you know you got teams like uh, the Stars and the Lightning which were two teams that were in the Stanley Cup finals and then you got very poor teams like the Blackhawks and the Red Wings who are in full-blown rebuild mode. And then, you you know, you got the Blue Jackets who are in shambles, especially after the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. And then you got the Predators who can be inconsistent. Um, who, who do you think is your biggest competition? Because you have uh, a couple of teams that are contenders, but then you have a couple of teams that are just in full rebuild mode. And uh, out east, we it's a very tough division because uh, people were projecting the Rangers to you know do better or or you know not be in full blown rebuild. Everyone was saying the Devils would finish in last, but I just said, hang on a second. I think the Rangers might need a year or two before they're you know ready to go. But um, my my question to you is is like how do you guys stack up, especially against the Stars team? Because we were talking about goaltending. Uh, I believe currently the Stars have the lowest goals against average in the entire league. So you know, how, how do you stack up against those teams? I mean, we actually just played both of them. We beat them both. Um, so honestly, I feel the Lightning is probably the biggest competition. Um, you know, at the head of the, at the top of the season, you know, I had. Lightning finishing number one in the division. Um, but then with, I believe it was Kucherov uh, having surgery and being out for the season, I felt that opened the door some more uh, for teams like the Hurricanes and the Stars to really take that number one spot. Um, so I definitely feel really good about that because um, we beat them both already. I know uh, in the first game against the Stars, we went up 4 nothing in the first Um you know, and had Anton Kudovan, you know, switched out uh, and sent to the dressing room. So I'm not really uh, concerned there, um, you know, with those two, because we've shown we can beat them. Um, I do, at the beginning of the season, Columbus was one that I was like, uh, they could maybe do something. Uh, but like you mentioned with that trade, that's something that I, eh, I don't really know with them anymore. But Columbus has proven over the past couple of years, you can't count them out. 
Well, it, you can't count them out, yes, but at the same time, uh, the, the only team that can really beat the Blue Jackets is themselves, and it yeah. looks like they're shooting themselves in the foot with all this drama because I said I said on my show, like, it looks like they're they're already in shambles, and we're not even a quarter uh, way done with the season yet. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I put up a poll on, on my Twitter, and uh, it was actually my most voted on poll. I said, would you like to see uh, Fitzgerald make a trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois? And I said, like, we have this amount of money in the salary cap, which makes it plausible. Would mm-hmm. you want to see him? Overwhelmingly, people voted no. Yeah, I'm not surprised there. I wouldn't want him either. Um, I didn't want Patrick Laine either when the rumors were uh, surrounding him potentially getting traded to the Hurricanes. Um, Nashville, you mentioned, like, they're very inconsistent. Um, so they're one, like, I'm on the fence. Like, they could – they could be good. They could be bad. I don't know. Um, and with Florida um, also being in there, they're another one that it, they're pretty much going to live and die with their goaltending. Because um, if Bobrovsky is playing well, they'll be good. If he's not, they're going to be crap. Um, and right now they're sitting at second place in the division. So good for them, um, obviously. But yeah, Dallas and Tampa are the two biggest threats, Florida, maybe if their goaltending's good um, and Nashville, eh, maybe. I, I would, I would have loved to see Mackenzie Blackwood uh, go up against Anton of the Dallas stars, because like I said, uh, Dallas uh, has one of the lowest goals against averages in the entire league. And that would have been really exciting to see, but obviously that's not going to happen this year under any circumstance, but um yeah, that yeah, it's just like I was looking at the central division. I was like, if the Devils were in that division, it would be a lot easier for them to be middle of the pack because I feel as though, like I said, they're really uh, underrated. And I was just like, we're just in the wrong division because there's just so many good teams. Like, even if they're not going to win the championship, they're still going to get to the playoffs. Yeah, one thing I noticed when they had the realignment for this year is your division is basically the same as the metro division just with a couple different teams um and one thing i do think will benefit the hurricanes in the long run is being in this division um with teams that they wouldn't normally play like you're not usually going to play dallas uh you're not usually going to play nashville um and just getting that experience with those other teams i think that'll really benefit the hurricanes in the long run and I asked the question, um, do you think that they can finish at the top of the division? Because, um, like, like where, where did you project them to finish before the season started? Um, I had them um, either in the two or three spot. Um, They're definitely going to be top three um, for sure. Um, but I had Tampa being the number one spot and Hurricanes being, like, second or third. Um, right now, like I said, they're first, so which is great for them. Um, and they've really, really been rolling along. Um, and one other great thing to keep us rolling, um, is of course, rockauto.com. Um, rock, uh, of course, no, it's blank. Okay. <laughs> now with rockauto.com, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto body, auto and body parts. 
from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkable and easy to navigate. Quickly see all the available parts for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the available parts for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the park car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com and of course you know we've been talking about it earlier uh with the super bowl coming up um with betting uh thankfully 2020 is mercifully over and it is time to start fresh with a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball and football and NBA locks all winter long. So subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. But now, um, one great thing, um, you know, is that we obviously have hockey back. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this um, personally is who were your picks to even win the Stanley cup this year, Trey? No idea. I, I, I didn't think that far ahead because I was just more thinking of um, I was just more of thinking uh, of the devils because the one thing I say in my show is that there's so many factors that come into play. So I believe maybe the stars can go back to it and possibly win it. Cause I think they are, they're out for vengeance, and I think uh, they have one of the best defenses in the entire league, quite honestly. Um, I think the Boston Bruins, you know, were in that discussion, but after the first few games against the Devils, uh, wasn't so sure about that pick. Um, you know, uh, the, the thing is, this season's going to be hectic because, uh, let's face it, uh, the, the players aren't socially distancing uh, on, on the bench. They're uh, within close proximity of one another. They're banging and banging against each other. They're, they're touching each other. They're still fighting. Um, so a lot of players and the Devils are, are the prime example, I would say, because we have 17 guys on COVID protocol, 17. Most of our rosters, I think we've essentially lost all our forwards. So it's like um, there's just so many factors that come into play, especially with a shortened season. And it can be so hectic. You're playing the same few teams every time. So you, you're not going to be able to get that same amount of reps um, or just prepare yourself against a really good team. Um, you know, it, it's just, a, it's just so many factors that come into play. And I just think it's, for me, it's just a little too early to call. I know a lot of people are, are going to be like, you, you got to make a pick or whatever the case might be. I'm like, I'm sorry for, I, I'm sorry, but you know, for, for me personally, I just like to wait until playoff time where it comes a little more crystal clear. Yeah, I definitely understand there. Um, Cause it's, I wasn't even sure who I had going into the beginning of the season. You know, I was thinking, you know, Tampa could probably make a run again. Dallas still looked really good. Washington can always contend. Boston can always contend. Um, so I definitely understand of really being unsure. And then with uh, some of the divisions uh, right now, looking at them, you know, 
like I said, with the Central Division. Florida Panthers are in second place right now. Um, so here's one that's a little bit more easier and a little bit more fun uh, to discuss, you know, because I discussed on uh, yesterday's episode, um, WWE had their Royal Rumble uh, on Sunday. Um, and I discussed, you know, who I think, you know, could, on the Hurricanes could yeah, maybe have a little bit of fun in professional wrestling. Who on the Devils do you think could have a little bit of fun there? I think my listeners already know who I'm going to say, Miles Wood, because Miles Wood is a pest. He's like the glue uh, of the team because he was just given uh, since since we lost uh, essentially all our captains due to COVID. Miles Wood and PK Subban were given the uh, alternate captain roles uh, temporarily. So um, for Miles Wood, it's just like uh, he's a pest. He gets into you. He's not afraid to fight you. Um, you know, he, he's missing a few teeth for a reason. Uh, he, he's just a he's just a tough cookie and just. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just ask P.K. Subban because uh, there were reports that he and Subban got into an altercation uh, at practice one time. And uh, the girls at Lockdown Flyers know who Miles Wood is and they don't like him at all. And it's just like, um, yeah, so I feel like uh, if someone were to have a professional wrestling career or just get into the fighting world, or whether it's staged or, or real, I'd say Miles Wood. Quite yeah, because he's there were- yeah, there are definitely a few on the Hurricanes. And you mentioned uh, altercations in the locker room. Uh, what were your thoughts on the whole uh, New York Rangers drama? Um, I don't I'm know still, if you saw any of that. A lot of people uh, are going to hate me for this, and they're going to come at me on Twitter. I just know it. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on in, in New York because I was going to try to have a crossover with John Chick of Locked On Rangers to see what was going on, um, you know, can you explain I, I think i get what's going on so someone scores their first career goal and uh uh d'angelo uh is preventing it or what, whatever the case might be like preventing a picture or not saving the puck whatever the case might be uh can, can you I, I know i think the outline but not the details like what, what what's going on yeah from what i gathered um i don't know what exactly happened on the ice um but know uh, in back backstage uh there was a confrontation with uh, Tony D'Angelo and somebody else. And then uh, not Shesterkin, uh, Gorgiev, uh, I believe, punched D'Angelo in the face. And now D'Angelo is looking to be on the way out of New York. I think they already waved him. Oh, yeah. they Yeah, they did wave him already. Um, I forgot about that. They did do that. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's wild. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, now, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. So he gets into an altercation with somebody, and they release him. Like, did he have past history? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he had. That makes more sense. Yes, past history of just not being the easiest guy to get along with, uh, to put it nicely. Um, and of course, he has his burner account that he wants to deny on Twitter, um, but that's a story for a different day. Um, now, do you have any closing thoughts, uh, Trey, on New Jersey Devils, Carolina Hurricanes, or hockey as a whole? Hockey is back, and we should be grateful, but I know it's going to be hectic. I know it's going to be a crazy year, but buckle up for the ride, as I would always say at the beginning of the show. Just buckle up and enjoy the enjoy the roller coaster because there's going to be times when you're cheering and you're happy, but then there's going to be times where it's just so slow and just like, oh, no. Well, New Jersey's going through that right now. Like I said, Games postponed through uh, Saturday, so you know we're we're gonna have to work on that. But 
I am really looking forward to seeing what the rest of the season has, because if, if it's any indication, I think uh, there's going to be a few surprises. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, obviously you got the hurricanes who are at the top of the division. You got the devils who are middle of the pack right now. So uh, could get, could get uh, more hectic and more exciting. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I definitely agree. And uh, for those that'd be interested, where the, where can my listeners uh, find you on the socials? Uh, Trey Matt four. So T R E Y M A T T and number four, or follow the locked on devils account. We are actually doing something that I actually stole from locked on red wings where we do daily uh, Eliash love, because I feel like he's uh, not given as much love as he deserves. So if you don't know who Patrick Eliash is one of the best uh, Czech Republic uh, players of all time, along with uh, Yager. So mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's all I got to say. Just, just follow me on Twitter uh follow me on instagram at trey emory matthews um and you know i'm trying to get more special guests to appear so stay tuned for that i definitely feel that i'm trying to do the same um now thank you for coming on trey and i will talk to you later all right cool